Who's introing this time? I uh, forgot who did it last time. Oof. I think you did it last time. I think that too, so I think it's your turn. <laughs> oh, okay. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Stay some brain in the morning. Let's go. No, that's not Adrian. <laughs> not a, not, I'm not having that. <laughs> oh, fine. Fine. Good morning, benvenuti, bonjour, buongiorno, and all that other sort of fancy ways to say good morning, geek them. This is... Uh, oh, that was Japanese. That was actually quite racist. Why? Is, is I just that... said Ohio, which means... Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't just I making thought... racist noises. I thought you were saying that. I thought you were saying hello, but like a Japanese accent. Oh, good Ohio means good morning in Japanese. Oh, uh, my I, word. I stand corrected and, and somewhat embarrassed. See, this is, what <laughs> this is what happens, right? When you let me do the intro and you don't do the intro. So I hope you've taken something away from this day. What, that you're intro. a massive racist? <laughs> <gasps> I'm not a massive racist. I just, I'm just calling out racism where I see it. And in this case, I was, call, I was making a, a wrong call. Not that I'm saying you're racist, obviously. Oh, Given, given that we do a podcast together. Do you, should we just start this one again? <laughs> yeah, let's just start this again. <laughs> this may make it into the... Oh, no, I'm not editing. You are, so... Oh, it's uh, definitely going in then. <laughs> crap. Good morning, Geek. Then my name's Brian Nugent. Obviously, if you've been listening for more than two episodes, you'll know that my name is Brian Nugent. But I bet what you don't know is who my co-host is. It's why wouldn't they know me? Because this isn't this isn't the Brian Nugent show, then. No. Oh, okay. Uh, I was like, I mean, oh, I don't know. I don't know what's happening today, guys. I'm real tired. <laughs> to, to be fair, in. in in Stace and Marcel's defence, we've just had loads of technical difficulties. Difficulties? <sighs> Getting on. What? And, uh, <laughs> God, it's not Stace and Brian in the morning show about a little bit of Cockney fun. A little bit of Cockney technical troubles. Yeah. Are we going to say a little bit of tip then? I don't know what. <laughs> I mean, you guys don't know that I, there isn't a little bit of tip because this is a purely audio medium. I mean, you guys have got no idea what's happening at either end of this microphone situation. I don't know what's happening at your end. There could be tits aplenty. <laughs> I can pretty much guarantee that the, there, there is no tits aplenty. Okay. There's tits galore? No tits galore. <laughs> I've got a cup of tea. That's it. Okay. Kind of killed, killed that. Yeah, I don't know where to go from here, if I'm honest. <laughs> How about into our first feature before we get, before we get buried, buried under an avalanche of tits? All right. Well, consider an avalanche of tits. <laughs> I don't even know what that looks like. <laughs> I, 
I don't even want to. No, here I am thinking about it. Anyway, <laughs> worst place to go. I was going to say if I'm going to die in an avalanche of anything, I mean tits. You know that you could you could think of something worse than tits. Like, anywho, um, I can see my gravestone now. Here lies Barry Nugent buried under avalanche of tits. <laughs> he went as he lived his life. Anyway, I, I I don't. Yeah. Oh my. Um, yeah. So I just want to do like a preface before we start doing any uh, segments and that to say that I am the worst. I am officially the worst. I've been given the award for being the worst. Yes. In that uh, Barry and I were discussing, you know, what to talk about on this show. And I just basically went, can you can you talk about everything? Because my brain has gone. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not going to say many words, except, you know, occasionally I might just shout, it's a boobalanche. Pretend I'm getting squashed in a avalanche of boobs but anyway shall we do i don't know which segment do you want to do first since you're doing all of them (laughs) (laughs) see this is basically barry in the morning with a side or a stace (laughs) it's it's like i'm barry in the morning (laughs) (laughs) because one of us does research i mean Mm. to be fair my research was done like 10 minutes beforehand but that's not the point the point is i put the effort in so uh, next episode, I expect you to be carrying, be carrying me and well, the show. The thing is, by then it'll be like the weekend before Christmas, I believe. In which case, I'll just be going running around going Christmas, 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 because I love Christmas. I'm excited about Christmas. I'm sorry. Peace on earth. I have some gifts for you there up in my bum. <laughs> sorry. Why are you going to do that? <laughs> I was singing like a beautiful angel, but then I realised as I started singing that I didn't know the words to that song, oh. so I just my brain defaulted to the Family Guy joke version. I'm really sorry. Well, don't. <laughs> Ten years of podcasting, everyone knows we get to the Christmas bit. I do my, uh, you know, I do my little song, my, my draw boy song. I do, I guess, and I thought, you know, I'll bring some of that goodwill and cheer to the morning, to this morning, and you've just done fucked it up now. I'm sorry. Be nice. Be I'll nice. You've got another twenty minutes to like up your game. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> yeah. That's been Stacey and Barry in the morning. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Uh, right, I am going to start with. He says now, trying to look it up on Wikipedia. Um. Saturday morning cartoon. Saturday morning cartoons. Look at you. I'm on a Christmas theme. <laughs> well done, you. You've been practicing, haven't you? Uh, I mean, yes, really hard. <laughs> right. So this um, this is a weird choice actually because um, I'm doing. It's really difficult because I can't really say what it is, but I'm working on a kind of top secret writing project at the moment which has meant that I've had to be doing some research, which has led me to find a cartoon which I haven't watched in years and years and years and proper loved. Have you heard of a cartoon, cartoon called Fillmore? No. <gasps> Sorry. No, no, no. That's good because this means I get to say you need to go and watch Fillmore. Well, I'll explain it. So basically what Fillmore was, it was on, um, used to be shown on Toon Disney, the Toon Disney channel. And it was a, I am now quoting Wikipedia, it was a parody of proper police dramas in the 1970s. Fillmore is centered on a reformed juvenile delinquent, Cornelius Duke Fillmore, and his partner, 
partner Ingrid Third, members of the Safety Patrol at X Middle School. The series was aimed nice. at preteens, but also skewed, skewed to skewed to older audience with seventies references. But did you ever watch um, Police Squad? No. Okay, forget that. It's going to be a tough sell, jeez. But basically, what what it was, what film was? It was obviously it was a kid show, but. It was done in the style of like the 70s cop shows. Right. So like your Starsky and Hutches, you know, like you're basically like a buddy cop, um, like any sort of buddy cop film. And you had the two yeah. main characters. You had Filmer who was a boy and you had Ingrid who was a girl. And basically they would solve crimes every week as part of the safety patrol. But effectively the safety patrol was really like the, the police force for the school. And the, the headmistress was kind of like the equivalent of like the, the grumpy chief of police and, and, you know, they had their own lieutenant and all this sort of stuff. And it was absolutely brilliant. And I'd forgotten how good it was. It was so good that I watched the, I watched one of the, I think it was the first episode and they managed to get in an entire Science of the Lambs um, episode because they had, a, <laughs> they had a kid in there who basically he'd been done for um, vandalizing. And um, when they go to see him, because he's on permanent detention, they have to check in all their gear. Any pencil, he goes, any pencils, any erasers, any this, any that, because they can't allow anything in where this kid is. And the kid's like in a room, like all on his own. He's in like an orange jumpsuit, basically like Silence of the Lambs. Brilliant. And what they're doing is they basically have the crimes that we know, but they do child friendly versions. Um, <laughs> so they have things like smuggling tartar sauce or like stolen scooters. Um, <laughs> Illegal frog races and counterfeiting collector's cards. I think you would love this show. I think I might too. Secretly, they have episodes on YouTube. Oh, I won't tell anyone. Don't worry. <laughs> good. I don't think anyone listens anyway, so we're all good. Just, how dare you? <laughs> also, as well, if all I would say to you is go and find YouTube. And just watch the opening credits. If the opening credits does not sell you on this show, nothing will. Okay. I, I'm definitely going to give those a whirl then. Because yeah. I always feel a little bit like when people tell me I should watch stuff because I really like it, that if I invest like a lot of time in it and then it's pants, it's hard to, <laughs> it's, it's hard <laughs> to like broach that topic. But if I just go and watch like literally like an opening credits and then go, nah. I think that's acceptable because yeah. I haven't wasted my time or yours. Yeah. And I like to say that to people. I like to say, just watch this episode or just watch these opening credits. And if that doesn't do it for you, then the show's not going to do it for you. Mm-hmm. Rather than doing the whole wait till you get to season 14 and it gets really great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's my uh, one of my least favourite favorite things or it's like uh oh you know that comic that uh you thought was pants after four issues oh mate issue 32 it kicks it into 12th gear and i'm like 32 shut up mate my personal favorite no no you love it a lot more once you ring once you read all the tie-ins yeah you can do one yeah you can absolutely do one this is a bit of a sort of sneaky peek into the future of Stacey's pop culture parlour but I was starting to uh, do my end of year top fives and I think I'm going to have to drop a segment this year I'm not going to say which one it's comics because (laughs) (laughs) because I, I have a I have a special caveat on mine so that we don't end up saying the same things every year so it has to be something new to the the year that we're reviewing and I've not read a new comic this year that I've enjoyed. Wow. 
Yeah, not not enough to put in a top five. My top five would be exactly the same pretty much as it was last year if I allowed myself to choose things that have been going on for longer than a year. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's bad, isn't it? Yeah. I think one of the things I'm planning to do, because I've um, signed up to an app called... Have you heard of an app called Comic House? No. Basically, it's kind of like Netflix for indie comics. It's only just started this app. Um mm. And uh, I think there's a free subscription for like 14 days. And after that, I think you pay something like, I want to say three pounds, but if you pay three pounds, I think that's three pounds with ads. Um, right. And then you can pay a little bit more and you take the ads get taken off. I haven't looked into this properly, but I've kind of signed up for it now because um, I want to have a proper, proper dig into it. But I'm sort of thinking about not new year's resolutions but things i kind of want to do differently next year and one of the things i'm actually thinking about doing for a year if possible is not reading any uh mainstream comics and um just reading indie comics Ooh. and seeing you know just you know diving in and seeing what's out there because i do read indie comics but i think it's and certainly with from a podcasting point of view i think i give too much time to the mainstream comics, which, let's be honest, don't really need it. Um, this is very true. And, and I think where the creativity... I'm not knocking, like, your Marvel and DC and, you know, they do what they do, you know, and, and, and sometimes they do it well. But I think there's a lot of fun to be had by going off the beaten path, and I think it's been a little while since I've done that. You know, even Image, which is still knocking it out of the park, I, I just, I don't know, I just think that there's some real great stuff going on in the indie world, and people aren't talking about it yeah see i like the idea of this app because i always get a little bit i don't buy many indie comics mm. because i'm scared i'm going to be caught out by the ones that are <clears throat> in inverted commas like indie for a reason as in they're a bit shit <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so like because i this happens to me a lot at comic cons in that i wander around and i'll pick something up based purely on the cover or how charming the person is who's trying to sell it to me mm-hmm. and then i'll get it home and it's probably a bit shit and that just puts me off, like, reading indie comics for ages. So I like the idea of having an app where I'm not necessarily paying, like, you know, £4 for one thing, that makes sense. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, so then I can actually try things. And, yeah, there probably will be some that are a bit poo, but like you say, there's probably an awful lot out there, like more, probably more out there. They're just not getting the hard sell or they can't afford to go to cons or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And also as well, you're like, you know, yes, there's a lot of, even with the DC stuff and the Marvel stuff, which looks, you know, the artwork is fantastic and stuff, but there's a lot of dross in there as well that doesn't really do anything, you know. Yeah, there is a lot of dross. (laughs) Most of the big events and stuff, you know. So so I think, so I don't even equate indie with lower quality. I just think that there's so much indie stuff out there that I... I get a bit lost and I think the idea mm. of I only have to pay three, four quid a month and actually I can read as much as I want. Yeah, that's um, appealing. That's appealing to me because it means I can sit, read one. If it doesn't work for me, oh, that's fine. I'll just go and read another one. Plus, they they do stuff in genre. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, in fact, I sort of dropped them a line today because one of the things I sort of said was when you actually go into the app, genre's not your first choice. You've got titles first, I think, and you have to sort of scroll along for genres. And actually, I kind of feel that should be the other way around for sort of newbies. Um, well, not the newbies, you know, I just think people who kind of like just to sort of dip in and go, I want to read some indie crime comics, you know. So 
Yeah, but it looks slick. The app, the, the app definitely looks slick and well worth checking out. I might just, I might just make that my pick of the fortnight. Boom. Ooh. Um, that went a bit out of tune at the end. I'm really sorry. <laughs> that's all right. Given, given the fact that I just sort of threw you a curveball, that's okay. You did a bit. I was, I was about to say, and that was Saturday morning cartoons, and then laugh at you. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Turned it around. Nailed you, it. You threw it back in my face. Yeah, so we've got Fillmore Saturday morning cartoon. Go check it out. Stay old school. And we've got Comic House Pick of the Fortnight. Nuges is on a roll. Tippity top. <laughs> so, um, I mean, the, the problem with that, though, is that we're only... Not tippity. I said tippity. Okay. Tippity tits. Um, <laughs> 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 I wonder how many times we've said the word tit. In this podcast, um, we're only 17 minutes in, though, and we only have one section left now. So I hope you've got a lot of words behind it. <laughs> oh, this is going to cause a lot of conversations. That's why I've saved it. Boom. Okay. Boom. So uh, this is Moments of Geekdom. <laughs> I don't know why, but I had my hands in front of me like I was doing the trumpet in a smoky jazz club and then realised I can't play the trumpet, not even an imaginary one. <laughs> I like the effort, though. Yeah. You know, to try. Was, <laughs> you would have realised I was actually pretty poor. Oh. Well, then, just, shocking effort, bottom of the class. It was basically just me wiggling my fingers and the, the trumpet actually looked massive. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, no were you accidentally really playing an imaginary trombone? <laughs> no, I wish. I wish. Oh. Anyway, I yeah, this is really random. It's not well, it's not a random pick so much, but it is my moments of geekdom are literally moments from a particular TV show, which I loved, and it, it's a very special place in my heart because um, it's probably one of the first sort of really geeky shows that my now my wife, but wasn't a wife, wasn't a wife. When we started watching it, is that even a phrase? I don't know. Look it up, kids. Your ex-girlfriend. <laughs> yes, my ex-girlfriend to be who became my wife. Um, it was the first sort of really geeky show she watched, and obviously mm-hmm. we watched together. And that show celebrated its twentieth anniversary earlier this year. Do you know what the mm-hmm. show is, Stace? Hold on. How many years ago was twenty? <laughs> Jeez. Oh, that's so shit. I'm so sorry. So that's like what ninety seven. Oh. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I actually started. I actually started March tenth, nineteen ninety seven. I don't. Mm, Want me to give you a clue? Go on. It was a TV series based on a film. Was it Buffy? Yes. Yeah, I know things. <laughs> yes. Well done. Oh, get me, call blind me, pop culture, eh? who'd. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Who'd have a mini bit pop culture? <laughs> who'd, who'd have a podcast about that? Eh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some idiot. Yes, Buffy, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So my uh, my moments of geekdom are from Buffy. Um, I say moments because um, it was really difficult to pick a moment from Buffy that I would have said was my moment because it's just there's just so many. Every sort of season of which there were seven um, it was just filled with moments. Um, so I was having a little bit of a kind of play through YouTube to listen to watching a few of them. Um, and what I realized is 
it's really aged quite well. I thought you were about to say, really badly. <laughs> no, no. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, to be oh, fair, no. I haven't gone back as far as season one. But I mean, and don't even start me on, on Kendra. That's the worst Jamaica mm-hmm. accent I've ever heard. Even worse than when I used to try and do one as a kid. But I mean, <laughs> like, what I started getting, the moments that I went to look for, the ones that I kind of knew, I went and rewatched, and I hadn't watched them in a couple of years. And actually, I think even now, they help, they hold up pretty solidly. So I've, I've picked three. Go on then, hit um, me. And hopefully whilst we talk, you may come up with one or two. We'll, we'll see. Maybe. My first one is a bit of a tribute today because I remember after I watched this particular moment, I actually ran to the phone and rang Dave because it was so momentous. So oh, do you remember when people use phones to call each I know. Other? <laughs> Great. <laughs> That's crazy kids are like ring phone. <laughs> so do you remember the season where it started out a bit shit and then got really good? So this was a season where you had the three um I think it was the season they brought Buffy back from the dead and right. you had the three sort of geeky guys were sort of the villains. Oh yeah, like yeah. Andrew and that. Yeah. I forget that yeah. Who were rubbish. And then what you realise is actually it was all set up and they were never gonna be the big bad and the big bad actually was Willow. Yeah. Who was a proper big bad? Yep. And really, really enjoyed it. And we got to episode which you kind of knew was coming, where Willow and Buffy sort of face off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, <laughs> this isn't a moment, but I think Willow had the, probably the best line in one of the best lines in the whole series, where she said, "You really do need to have every square inch of your ass kicked." <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Anyway, so um, they have this big dust up and Willow kind of gets the upper hand and is giving Buffy the big spiel about there's no one on earth that can stop me. And then there's this bolt of energy comes from nowhere, knocks her halfway across the room and she's got her nose bloodied. And this is, and what was so good is for those like couple of episodes, Willow was like, no one could actually touch Willow. She was that powerful. Mm-hmm. And then the camera pans around and you see Giles. Now, Giles hasn't been in that whole season, has he? Because he's supposed to have gone back to London or something. Mm-hmm. And Giles was in the whole season and he's just standing in the corner saying, I'd like to test that theory. I lost my shit. <laughs> I lost my shit. I was like, it's fucking Giles. It's Giles. <laughs> ran to the phone, rang Dave. Dave then said he hadn't seen it yet. I was like, you need to go and see it. Dave then saw it. He rang me back and then there was lots of screaming down the phone <laughs> from each other. About how bad Aww. our Giles was. Awesome, awesome moment that was. Because I thought I he left a show. Giles. Yeah, Giles, Giles was awesome. Um, so good. My next moment is, um, well, my last two moments actually from the last se- season, which actually weren't, wasn't necessarily my favorite season, but it did have some mm-hmm. kick-ass speeches. And, uh, this was one where, um, Buffy, again, she just had her ass kicked, like properly kicked by, um, <laughs> one of the sort of uber vampires. I can't think what they were called. I'm not going to be able to help you here because I didn't watch the last series. (gasps) Didn't you? No, I didn't. I fell out with it it around the episode where it did something like, but not necessarily Tremors. (laughs) You know, the big underground worms. Yeah. And um, I hated that episode so much. I was like, I'm done. I'm out. (laughs) I just had a sulk about it and never went back to it. Oh. Yeah, I'm a bit uh, bit of a twat, really. So what? (laughs) So what season was that then that you jumped out? Oh, don't ask me. I have a feeling it was the one before the last one because I was, I was also in a in a mindset of I feel like I'm investing a lot of time in this. 
and it's never going to end. And then, like, a week after I said that, they were like, hey, the next series is going to be the last one. I was like, oh, tits. Uh, (laughs) Did you you see the Dark Willow season? Most of it. The thing was, as well, is that it was actually my sister that was watching it more than me. And so she would just go ahead and watch episodes, like, when I wasn't there. And I would never go back to them. I think there's probably a good series worth of Buffy that I haven't seen, if not more. Well, there is, because you haven't watched season seven. Well, yeah, definitely. Well, no, (laughs) the thing is, though, you say that, I have seen the the last two episodes. Because I was like, I want to know how it ends. Like, (laughs) right, well, do you you know? No, it's, you know, choices, isn't it? But do you remember the last episode? No, I'm mostly. (laughs) <laughs> Let me put it a different way. Do you remember, and you were worried that we were we were going to have too much time. <laughs> Do you remember the things that they fought in the last episode? The sort yeah. of vampire things. Right. <sighs> uh, the very first time, which is one of my big issues with the last episode, to be honest, but that's a, for another podcast. Um, what Barry's issues with the last season of Buffy coming soon. Anyway, the first time she meets one of these creatures, it pounds her into the ground like it properly gives her a kick in and um she's kind of upstairs and she's sort of healing and she's all bandaged up and stuff and everyone's downstairs like giles and that lot basically talking about sort of going you know i think we should take her to hospital i think she's got internal bleeding what are we gonna do you know buffy was like our front line against this thing and you know she can't beat him nothing no one can what we're gonna do and then she comes downstairs and she's all beaten and stuff like that and uh she gives this speech. I won't say the whole speech because I actually want to send you the clip because it's probably one of the best speeches in, in Buffy. Um, because the speech starts out where she kind of sounds like she's broken, like she's done. And then she just flips it. And it's one of them sort of like, let's go and fuck them over speeches. And it is awesome. Oh, okay. See, because... I don't know how to phrase this without getting a lot of like internet stones thrown at me. But do it. Do I no, I had a marginal problem with watching Buffy in general because I don't think Sarah Michelle Gellar can really act, and and I felt like a lot of the people around her were doing a lot of the heavy lifting because she was so pants. And I think that's why I checked out towards the end because I was like, she hasn't gotten any better. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't keep watching this because she's still shit and so i don't know whether maybe i checked out and she did get better or whether i'm just really picky (laughs) but um yeah i found it hard to watch because i found her hard to watch and she's like you know she's the point isn't she (laughs) yeah no well i can't comment on that because i didn't really have a problem with her acting i had a problem with some of the you know sometimes the storylines were a bit but um and i think her acting was fine i just think that some of the other cast were much better and had moments where they were like on another level. I, I, I again, I thought Xander had some really good, some good moments in that last season as well. But no, I, I and I suppose the thing is, Buffy. I always look as, I always look at Buffy as a bit of a as a group show. I don't really look at it as it's just her. And in many ways, some of my favourite characters weren't necessarily her. She was just, you know, the, the sort of focal point for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were my moments that you've just shit on. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the thing is, I will say this, is that I do think Buffy had some really good 
some really good bits. Like I was legitimately scared of the gentleman for a real long time. Oh, uh, was that was that the one where they couldn't? No one could they, talk. Yeah, so they're those creepy, yeah. white, skeletal-looking, floaty demon dudes who take people's voices. And um, I don't know if you're aware, Barry, of how much I quite like to have a to have a talk. I uh, am. A, I am aware. A talk and a sing, yeah. and a basically making a lot of noises at pretty much any given moment. Um, yes. <laughs> yes, and, yes, uh, yes. So I can't imagine anything much worse than not being able to communicate with people. Yeah, that stresses me out. And then they're just so creepy, and the fact that they float, that didn't help. And no. um, and I do think, I wouldn't say this is like a moment of geekdom, but I don't remember ever being impacted by a moment in TV as heavily as I was when her mother dies. And I yes. think it was the choice to not have a soundtrack at that point or a score going on. Um, like, it is literally dead silence, and she's like, Mom? And I was like, no, <laughs> this isn't what... So I do think it it definitely did some very different things and exciting things and some often very good things. I just don't, I don't know. I just wasn't consistently hooked. If that makes no, sound, I'm going to get yeah. killed on the internet, aren't I? No, I don't. I don't think so because you know I think all shows kind of all shows have ebbs and flows. There were certainly moments with Buffy where I was kind of like, I think I'm going to be done. You know, and I, I really struggled with. Um, when they brought her back from the dead, because actually I, I thought when she sort of died, I thought that actually that was a perfect ending for her because I also thought yeah. that's, that season was a bit weak. I, I, the villain in that who was glory and whatever, that was a oh, bit, yeah. I, oh, did, did my head in. Um, yeah. So I thought they were running out of steam. So actually when she died and, you know, saved the world, I actually thought that was good. Mm-hmm. So when they brought her back, it just felt like it took a while to find a, find their feet again with it. And when, yeah. In many ways, they didn't really find the fit until until Willow went dark, and I was like, "Ah, okay, I'll get what you were trying to do." The um the thing about her like dying as well that really bothered me is that because I thought that was a really brave choice, and if they'd have just ended it there, I'd have been like, "Shit!" But <laughs> it was the fact that when they brought her back, they made a big deal like with the musical episode, they made a big deal of her pointing out that actually she was in heaven. They hadn't like pulled her back from hell, like they they dragged her out of heaven basically. And I was like, ooh, snap, where's that going to go? And then it didn't really. I was like, oh, like, that seems like a big deal and you've just left it hanging there. Like, I don't know, maybe if they came back to it later in the series I didn't watch. <laughs> yeah. But it seemed like something that needed addressing and in what I watched it never really got addressed, which is the a bit sa- odd. The same thing happened when, when I died doing Geek Syndicate and Dave brought me back but and I, and I told him that I was in KFC. Oh, man, I love KFC. Yeah, me too, me too. See, if I was going to die in an avalanche of anything, an avalanche of KFC would actually be amazing. Like, it burned my face, my facial features like right off, but it would be delicious, delicious death. <laughs> delicious death. <laughs> <laughs> this is oh, so festive note. I'm in so much pain, but this is so delicious. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, but it's so but delicious. Those spices. <laughs> no, I'll, secret I'll... spices. <laughs> <laughs> death, death by twenty-two secret spices. <laughs> <laughs> basically, Colonel Sanders is Satan, and we never knew. <laughs> the big bad is Colonel Sanders. Oh, that is brilliant. Did you hear? I, I mean, I know this is like totally off topic, and it'll probably get cut out. Except it probably won't because I'm editing. 
But did you hear about the KFC account on Twitter that it only follows the five Spice Girls and six people called Herb? <laughs> so it's literally <laughs> following 11 Herbs and Spices. <laughs> I think that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Is that actually true? Is that an urban yeah. legend? No, it's no, it's it's actually true. I'll send you a screenshot later to prove oh, okay. it. they've changed it since because now it's like the novelty's wore off. I don't know, but it did that make me. Novelty would never wear off. <laughs> um, before we round up in in thirty seconds, mm-hmm. um, I know you've done a special, but I just need to ask you. Yeah. What did you think of the CW um, DC crossover episodes? Oh, I loved it. <laughs> There's um, there was a lot. There was a lot of stuff wrong with it, and there was a lot of stuff that genuinely made me question uh, what was going on. Well, the, the biggest one was what happened to Wally. He was at the wedding, and then he just he just went. He just <laughs> he's never in the episodes again. He's just no, gone. He, he, he told him we're going to do a whole episode on what's up with Wally Rest and how he's been mistreated. Um, <laughs> no, they t- he told him to go and look after like his dad. Oh. Oh, you I know, must have missed that throwaway yeah. line because I thought it, it was literally it was. a case of like, see ya, like, like you couldn't use another speedster in a fight against Nazis from another yeah. planet. But you know, he sort of, he sort of went, yeah, you need to, you need to take my dad and you know my dad's fiance, pregnant fiance, and take them somewhere safe so they can't be harmed. And he was like, okay, but I can stand help. And then the dad was like, no, no, we we need to go somewhere safe. I'm like, yeah, but what about everyone else who's like Felicity, who has no powers whatsoever? <laughs> yeah. Right. Or Iris, who also or has Iris, no, powers. no powers. And yet Joe, who's a police detective, an honoured police detective, yeah. and his soon-to-be missus, who's like the district attorney or something like that, but they're going to be no use to you whatsoever. Mm. I also, I don't know how much I want to spoil it. Okay, here's the spoiler clanger. Like, skip ahead like 20 seconds or something. Why, would you, why, why on earth, why would you let Reverse Flash go? Like, I understand why you wouldn't want to kill him, but why you wouldn't put him in your little superhero prison, what you've got. <laughs> That just made uh, that that bit. There's Barry, two. There's, what the fuck? <laughs> there's two bits that made no sense to me. Right, one's yeah. a big one. The one is the whole the the, the the plan. I actually really loved it. I really enjoyed it much better than the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, but the plan, the, the 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 plan, which was effectively, we're gonna go to your Earth because we want to get Supergirl's heart, who doesn't even live on that Earth. She yeah. lives on another Earth, but we need to get her heart. To, to put into this the evil Supergirl's heart so she could live right. Yeah. It was just completely unnecessary. Here's an idea for a plot. You're Nazis. You found a, you found another Earth. Just fucking turn up to rule it. Yeah. There's your dick. Do you know what I mean? Bring a doomsday <laughs> device with you. There's your plot. Job done. That was, was it. That's say, all you needed. They seem to have such a grasp of technology that they could, like, you know, wantonly create breaches and all sorts of other stuff. They can't do... They can't just fix a heart. They can't just master heart surgery. Hmm. <laughs> also, as well, it took a couple of episodes for me to realise that um, the, the Green Arrow of, like, Earth whatever, Earth mm. X, was actually the leader of Earth X. He was the Fuhrer. And I was like, oh, yeah. what? What? Yeah, that's weird. Because it should be Overgirl. Like it, well, or, yeah. or super, Nazi Supergirl, whatever you want to call her. Like, it should be her because she's way more powerful. 
and also as well, there's a she gave a really good speech to like the goody supergirl where she says we embody all of the Aryan traits, you know, white, blonde, bloody, bloody, you know, powerful. And I thought that's actually a really good point. So it made much more sense for her to be in charge. Yeah. And then I think the plot would have made more sense because obviously she wants to save her own life because she, and everyone wants her to save her own life because she's the leader of their free world. I, I, well, not free world, but you know what I mean? So that was one thing. And uh, what was the other thing? I've forgotten now. Well, Pretty much what you said about <laughs> the reverse Flash dude. Uh, why did he have to have Tom Kavanagh's face as well? <laughs> like, I don't know, why, it was why isn't he actual Thorn? <laughs> just budget, in it? It's like, it's going to be easier, oh, in it? Oh, you know? Funny. But no, yeah, I just, yeah, I there was a lot though. to like in it, but I did, so I, much fun. I did enjoy it. I did enjoy yeah. it. Also as well, I just, the bit at the end where they all had the big sort of dust up, mm-hmm. again, I didn't really get, you just turned that, you, it just looked like a fight. It just looked like a really big fight in an underpass. I'm like, basically, they're roughing up some like people like in an underpass, and like 20 heroes are going to turn up to stop them. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was quite happy though that they managed to get in the slow motion superhero walkout, or you know, yeah, yeah, you've got to have one of those when you've got a yeah. group of people yeah. together being heroes. And, and given and given the fact it was on a um, a tight budget, the effects on that last fight where it was cutting between the different heroes, you had Flash and Reverse Flash fighting, and what was I actually thought was was pretty pretty darn tasty, all things considered. Yeah, I think that might have been where most of the special effects budget went because there was a previous episode where there was um, a building site, a construction site that was coming down, and the effects oh, in yeah. that were like video game bad, <laughs> like a yeah. bad video game, like not even a good video game, like a shit video game <laughs> in the <laughs> middle of a live action show. I was like, what am I looking at? I did like that sequence though, just them working together. I thought it was, it was, it was, cool, it was but... sweet, but yeah, it did look like trash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. On that note. On that note, that was Stace and Barry in the morning. Stace and Barry in the morning. morning. Jazzy jazz hands. If you want to get in touch with us to talk about the CW crossover or Christmassy stuff or how wrong I am about Buffy, drop us a tweet at Stace and Barry on the Twitters. Or you can drop us an email, staceandbarry at gmail.com. Find uh, Stace's Pop Culture Parlour the home of Stace and Barry in the morning on iTunes and drop us a review or uh, uh, do us a like on Stitcher or I don't know how other podcast apps work but if you can review us or give us a thumbs up or something do that that'd be nice yeah or I'll appreciate it forever and uh, yeah if you want to you know if you want to give us money I'm always accepting money (laughs) (laughs) just throw some coins at me in the street I think that's it for contacts wise so um have a good Saturday, you know, get all prepped for Christmas and that. Put on, I don't know, Rick and Morty's Anatomy Park. Wash that. That's Christmassy and good. And, uh, yeah, happy yeah. today. And we will we'll see you in two weeks. I did a thumbs up. You couldn't see it. Yeah, me too. He says lying. <laughs> Slowly raising the thumb. <laughs> Out of the pile of tits that he's stuck on. <laughs> <under. laughs>